Cue the intro. Oh, baby. Welcome, everybody. It's been a long time. Turning Face Podcast. As always, I'm Drew. Here with the main man, Tommy. Yo, yo. Staying safe out here. Keeping the Rona away. I think we were just talking about this. Tommy and I are both convinced that we both had it. Yep. I lost, completely lost all of my taste and smell, which was insane. Um, yeah, we were just talking about it. I think we both had it, but, you know, both healthy young individuals. Exactly. So I think, I'm not saying all healthy young individuals will never get it, but right. I just think, like, you have a better chance of fighting it off. Like, your antibodies are, I mean, right. both of us do jujitsu and, and Muay Thai, so, like, I was telling to somebody, like, I think my antibodies are already pretty right. strong. Yeah. <laughs> because used to sweaty I'm like germs. Used to and, being around yeah. all kinds of different germs. Yeah. So I mean, knock on wood, but I haven't had any kind of like I've been doing jujitsu for a while and I've in years of jujitsu I've never gotten a skin rash right, or like right. yeah, me neither. Of ringworm. Yeah. yeah. Or, and I've heard horror stories of people that are like, Oh, I got a real bad ringworm or like yeah. I got staff so bad I'm like, Fuck that I know, right? I'm like Defense soap when I get home. (laughs) That stuff works like a charm, too, because like I said, I've never gotten any. But anyway, yeah. So it's been a while. Um, How you feeling, man? Good, bro. Good to be back, man. Dude, if if you guys don't know, Tommy has another podcast called Powerful One, and he is killing it with that (laughs) right now, by the way. So if you guys are looking for another podcast to listen to that involves our main man, Tommy... Tommy Parker over here, check out Powerful One because it is, he's cracking on that thing. Appreciate that plug. Real good content. Really, <laughs> really good content. All different kinds of content yeah. too. Like health, fitness, you know, mind, mind, yeah. psychology stuff. It's, dude, it's so good. I love it. I listen Appreciate to it every day. That, bro. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's awesome. And uh, he's cracking on that too. So check that out. Powerful One. If you guys are, um, do this right here. Ooh, a little plug. Powerful plug. One, baby. So, Check powerful one out, featuring our main man here, Appreciate that, Tommy bro. Parker. <clears throat> but um, yeah, so we're back. AEW is back doing AEW's live. AEW is back. Yeah. So was it live this week, right? It yeah. Taped. This and NXT were both live were both this live. week, which okay. is dope. Yeah. That was really cool. It was cool. Was AEW outside? Yeah, it was. I thought I saw, I thought I saw the sky. I was yeah. like, in an outdoor arena. I think they, it's like it's like attached to the <laughs> Jags Stadium or at least oh. their practice stadium. I mm. think something like that. That's cool. Yeah, isn't that cool that. though? But yeah. um, yeah. yeah. I, I'm curious what your thoughts on on like I know you didn't uh, you didn't see NXT this week, right? Guilty. But in general, <laughs> with the in general with the um, cut that out. But in general with the uh, I didn't mean to put it on blast. But in ge- <laughs> <laughs> but in general with the with the AEW product where they ha- kind of have like a little bit of a crowd, yeah. you know, and and you actually like have them like cheering and yeah. doing and stuff. It it adds kind of like a. Like, it really doesn't seem like an empty arena matches yeah. as much as the WWE <clears throat> does. Like, you hear every little, like, you hear them, like, grunt. You hear yeah. every little thing. Whereas the AEW seems like they're doing a better job of uh, making it not awkward, I guess I should say. Yeah. Well, here's my opinion. It's simple. Way better. <laughs> like, yeah. way better. Yeah. When you put, like, ten people on, around the ring, so much better. It's a big difference. Like, like think about all the things that have happened at, on AEW. Like when I think it was when um, I think it was when Marco Stunt was wrestling Lance Archer. Mar- Lance Archer like threw him into the crowd. Yeah, yeah. And he like you know so like there was that. 
And then Britt Baker hit Cody with her shoe a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and hilarious. she hit someone last night with her shoe. Oh, like, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I must have missed that, but she yeah. did that as well. Like, so she's done that a few right, times. Right. Like, the Pineapple Pete thing kind of came out of that because he was, like, at ringside. Yeah. So, like, if those of you that don't know, like, if you don't watch AEW enough to know, but, like, there's a guy... What's his real name? Shug, it's a uh, Sugar, Sugar D, D a Sugar Sugar, Sugar Dunkerton. Yeah. Which he got from probably Semi Pro because yeah. that's from Semi Pro. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay. So he was like at ringside, but um, when they were taping shows, it was Tony Schiavone and Jericho doing commentary. Right. Right. And so like one episode, Jericho just started. I guess he had like a shirt. Yeah. Maybe, the pineapples, like, pineapples yeah. on it or something, and Jericho just started calling him Pineapple Pete and like. It's blossomed from that. Like yeah. he just got like my favorite is how like upset he gets about pineapple Pete. I like, know pineapple you... Pete. That what's idiot? he doing here? That <laughs> pumpkin headed dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, no. In my opinion, way better. Like I yeah. feel like WWE definitely could have thought of something like that because that's made it a lot better. Well, and... I will say WWE got on the the trend of doing the camera angle different, yeah. where you're not seeing the crowds, which. Uh, you know, credit to AEW, they did yeah. that first. Yeah. But I think there is a lot more that WWE could do yeah. better that AEW's been doing, you know? Yeah, and, like, for instance, like, I think it was one of the first weeks they did it. They had, like, MJF and um, Sean Spears and stuff. Yeah. At, at ringside, like, gambling. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's just, like, it made it way better. Exactly. Like, that was a real creative move by them to, like, make it, make, like, I think we were talking about this one time. Right. Just AEW, I feel like, is making more out of it. Like, they're yep. making the best of it yep. more so than WWE. Yeah. WWE just feels so business-like. Yeah. Like, we have to put on matches. It does seem like AEW's, like, trying harder yeah. to make, actually, like, a good product where, where WWE's, like, we just don't want to cancel because right. we want to make money. Agreed. It's a very different mindset. You're right on that, like, business versus, like, actually trying hard. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, AEW. I've been watching AEW more just because I think it's been a lot, it's been a lot I more agree. fun. I agree. And... There have been some squash matches, but, and I know we talked about that before too, how yeah. like AEW didn't really have a lot of squash matches, but I think that one of the reason it's not, like before the virus thing happened, they didn't have that many squash matches, mm -hmm. I think, because they had their entire roster available. Exactly, yeah. So like, they were putting on good matches, but I think um, now that they're... I would assume that they're giving their roster the option to work or not. Right, right. Whether they feel comfortable or not. So. And I think, to that point, um, I think that the way AEW does squash matches versus the way WWE does is very different. Mm -hmm. Because, like, in AEW, I think that the squash matches will go away in AEW okay. once Corona goes away. Because yeah. I think the reason they're doing it now is to build up their records. Because, yeah. like, they, it has a purpose for AEW because AEW keeps track of the, their guys' records. You know what I mean? So you're building sure. up guys like Hager, Brody Lee, Lance Archer to get them a lot of wins so it looks really good. And it's a better, no better time to do it now because you don't have a lot of your personnel, like your talent. And But where WWE, it's just like they just bury people and squash people to squash them, right? Yeah. There's no purpose behind it. So, you know, I like the way AEW is yeah. doing it, but I don't think it'll continue past Corona. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, like, if you think about it in WWE, when you see a squash match, it's like, they don't keep track of the records, so like if you squash somebody, they're trying to obviously trying to get somebody over. Exactly. And like that contributes to five percent of getting somebody over, but when you include a record, that puts so much more 
of a percentage of getting people over. Like, you do three squash matches, you win two match, like good matches, yeah. so you're five and zero, oh, and that like you have you can say like, Archer's five and zero, oh, he deserves a title shot. Exactly. Like, for instance, I mean, I, don't, I can't even think of somebody in WWE right now, but like, or okay, he's my boy, I love him, but Alistair Black, like, he had some say. squash matches and like that kind of gave them a reason to put him in Money in the Bank. Right, right, right. But I just feel like. You don't have to. Lance Archer is getting a title shot, or he'll will get a title shot eventually, right. or he's getting one. I mean, with the TNT title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, he's undefeated and he's been crushing people. So yep. it's like, you look at his record, and you go, he's five and zero. Of course, he's getting a title shot. But like when you go, oh, Alistair Black only beat, you know, Soto and you know yeah. Billy Nobody, and you're just like. Why is he in Money in the Bank? It's a you know big what I mean? difference, yeah. It's a big difference. Yeah. So. And I think um, the, the last thing I want to say about that is, um, uh, give me a sec here. I'm going to cut this part out while I think. But, um, I'm trying to So, a- AEW's um, Wednesday night record, AEW's Wednesday night number was 732,000 for viewers. And then, they kind of, uh, I think this is becoming... I don't know if it's because people knew that the show was going to be live again or not, mm. but it was 732,000 viewers for Dynamite and 663,000 viewers for NXT. Interesting. So just a, uh, a number there for... Yeah, that, uh, that's definitely lower because it was in like the 900s, right? Yeah. Um, I did remember what I was going to say, and it's different too because in WWE... For a lot of time, they're squashing guys who are like rel- like not relevant, but on the roster. So you're squashing like an Eric Young, mm-hmm. like a um, you know a Zack Ryder previously before he got released. But in in AEW, oh. you're not diminishing any of the the talent because yeah. you're having them beat local competitors. So it's really a win win. But that was yeah, that was the last part I wanted to say about that. Mm. Yeah, I think that's I don't know. I mean, would you would you consider QT Marshall to be? Well, see, he. Who I listen squashed by Lance Archer once, and then see part of the difference I think with him is like he, not that he was competitive in the match because he he kind of was, but like he kind of wasn't. But I think the difference with him is like he's okay with losing. Like he actually, when he signed with AEW, was not meant to be a wrestler. He was meant to do Mm. just backstage stuff. Okay. Um, and so I think with him it's a little different. Like I think he's one of the only squashable guys on there that like you could put in. I'm trying to think. There's maybe one more, but I think his story is a little different because I don't think. I think he's just grateful to be able to wrestle still, because yeah. he wasn't planning on being like an active wrestler. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was good. But yeah, and then I like I was so happy that they had the full commentary team back this week. Cause oh, he, I know. Even though, <laughs> even though Jericho was great, he was really he was really a lot of fun. Yeah, he was great. Really. With him and Tony Schiavone, but it was good to have it's good to have the full commentary team back for sure. Cause yeah. It feels more. Um, feels like things are kind of getting back to normal yeah a little yeah bit. yeah so. but yeah i mean yeah no granted chris jericho <laughs> stepped was, in and did an awesome he was job so man good. i love him like it made me you know like sometimes i don't know about you but sometimes i'll watch wrestling with the volume off yeah um especially like you know wwe style wrestling but i'll uh with him man i was glued in uh, he, was, just, was he just said he said so many funny one-liners I know, I know. So funny. you know um yeah did you watch you watched aew right 
How good was the Janelle, Joey Janela Cody? Match? Yeah, that was really good. good. Yeah, Janela's good. People like yeah. he, he's such like an extremist, but people forget he's like a good wrestler. Same with like Jimmy mm. Havoc. Like those guys are good wrestlers. Yeah, know? yeah. Jimmy Havoc. Who's he tagging team? Oh, with Kip, Kip Sabian. Sabian. Yeah. yeah, I think they're boys because they're both British. Yeah, I like I like uh, Jimmy Havoc. Took a little while for me, but I, I like him. He he was in. He I think he made a a name for himself in CZW. The like the combat zone right yeah, now, which yeah. is like the extreme, like smash people through panes of windows, right. glass windows. <laughs> so I will say that, like I, I, he's growing on me a little bit, but I think it's interesting that a guy like him and a guy like Luther, who are known for these death matches, signed with AEW. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like it's yeah. weird that they signed with AEW, knowing that like they're not really gonna get a death match yeah. unless they're going against each other. You know, so it's an interesting yeah. thing. Maybe but. they were just, maybe they. Maybe they wanted to like prove that they could actually. Yeah, that that's definitely I think part of it. Not death match stuff. Yeah, like I think you're probably right. So yeah, dude, <laughs> the Wardlow squash matches the oh last couple God. weeks too. That guy is, I get it. Like I know I know what they're trying to do, but it's like it just. Yeah. It's funny because he's just beating the living shit. Dude, out there of was people. like the other day when he kneed that guy in the face, bro. I thought that guy broke broke his nose man the like, like top rope thing uh yeah was it the top he, like, rope thing him, he like grabbed his face or something or he like grabbed him by the neck and then pulled him off the top rope and need him yes face. that looked they didn't even show the replay that's how bad that looked that was some brutal shit yeah. the guy probably broke his nose yeah, that guy's nuts he's so big <laughs> yeah he's a monster um yeah so yeah it was good to have the commentary team back for and sure then, dude the match <laughs> what was it the um so mjf is back i guess now so yeah like, like you can feel like it you feel it like all these people coming back like, yeah it feels good to like have all these people coming back it does because we did we had not because nyla rose had a that's right match which was awesome because i we've we haven't seen her in months i know which was like i feel like she was probably one of the ones who was electing not to yeah work yeah which is understandable but yeah they got um what was i gonna say oh they apparently they tested everybody yeah, that was good that they announced that. Yeah. That like especially like on air, you know, just yeah. like optically that that's a good thing. Well, especially because you have like WWE like saying like, oh, one of our people tested positive for coronavirus, yeah, exactly. and you're like, Jesus, man, you're plus, making these people work. I know. <laughs> so. And plus, from what I understand, is WWE's not doing shit. They're not testing. <clears throat> Maybe they're doing temperature tests, which doesn't do shit. Yeah. Which. Yeah. You can have a temperature and not have it. Exactly. So yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, I just think AEW is taking better care of their people yeah. than WWE. And I'm not, you know, say what you will about WWE. I'm not, like, trying to just sit here and praise AEW through the roof and bash WWE right. all day long. But it's just more obvious. Like, it's so obvious. Like, yeah. this is this is what I'll say. Because I was thinking about this recently. And I'm, I'm as you say, I'm interested about what you think. But, right. Um, I just feel like... WWE is not like AEW is just I don't know how to say it. like AEW is taking more liberties to make the best of this situation WWE yeah like again I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to bash WWE here but like WWE has got to give me something yeah like like just the way that they went forward with Wrestlemania the way that they're going forward with in my opinion this stupid format for Money in the Bank yeah yeah the fact that they cut so many people for listen i'm not going to say for no reason cuz i'm sure some cuts needed to be made but 
it's just a bad look for them, man. Yeah. Like the reasons why the, like the reasons why they made some of these cuts is just a bad look. Mm-hmm. And the profit margin is not that bad. Like they're not losing that right, much right. money. In oh, dude, I saw a wild stat, and I know it's been a while, but I mean, it was something like they saved, like the amount that they're saving for these guys. Maybe it was like four million a year, yeah. but when you average that out to like per month, it was like such a small amount, man. Yeah. It was such a small amount, and so. Yeah. Yeah, they're just doing. It seems like they're just doing all the wrong things. Here's my here's my my big thing. I think I think they're gearing up to sell. Okay. I've said that on the podcast before, mm-hmm. um, but I think that I think that they're gearing up to sell. I do. I think that they're gonna try to sell to like a like a big time like a Fox okay. or something like that or all like right. a Disney. I, I believe that um, Disney Disney maybe. Yeah. I mean, I just like I can't see them like as they're going right now. Like, I think Vince would be smart to sell. Also, the fact that he's done so much illegal shit and treated these people like crap mm-hmm. for so long. Like, he, he'd he be smart to get out now without getting, like, a lawsuit. What's for he, 74? Yeah, he's like old, 74, man. 75, and, yeah. and that promo he got the other night, like, he, he seemed like he did not have his wits about him. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, I, I think they're gearing up to sell, and I'd be, like, it's just one of those things, like, are they ruining it before they are, if they are, you know? It's like, why are they doing Because, like, you look at some of the stuff they're doing, and you're like... How can you think that that's a good idea? Yeah, yeah. And my only maybe explanation is that they they don't they don't care as much. They maybe they're gearing to sell, and who knows? That's just. A, I've been hearing that Vince has like been in a bad mood lately too. So like, right. like he's just been not himself lately. Yeah. So you could be right. He could. They could be making the decision right now to sell, and he's just not happy. So. Well, dude, it's so funny when you hear some of the stories yeah. about like Vince and like him talking to talent, and and I remember one of the things is. Uh, they would say like, "Don't talk to Vince if he hasn't like eaten yet." Yeah, and, and like stuff well, like that. They made fun of Vince that one, in one of those Brody Lee. Yeah, that's when right. Somebody sneezed and, th- and the I, sneezing one. That's yeah. a wild. One. And I looked it up and I was. It was like they were making fun of Vince because they said that he didn't like people sneezing. Fucking crazy when they, stuff. When it, and like, like he didn't like people sneezing or what was another one. There's just like a bunch of words yeah. you're not allowed to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another like, one recently. That apparently, there's a new one. You're not allowed to call a match a non-title match. No way. So like if, um, I did not hear that. So one. like if Drew McIntyre is wrestling Murphy, right? You, you're not allowed. You are not allowed on air to say this is a non-title match. That's so crazy. It'd be interesting to look up all the words because I know you can't say belt. You can't say pro wrestling, can't say belt, which is a big one. Wrestling, what say, are some of the other ones? Um. I don't know. But I mean, no, you obviously can't a, say AEW. Bunch, you yeah. can't mention another pro promotion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know what's really funny? If 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 um, you guys are book readers or if you're uh, listening to audiobooks, I'm listening to JR's book right oh, now yeah. under the black. It's called Under the Black Hat. That's really fucking yeah. interesting. Listening to, I mean, JR is arguably the best commentator ever in the business, and um. It's interesting to listen to his stories about it. It's all, you know, it's like, I mean, it's almost like they don't give a fuck about anybody. Like, yeah, like the WWE is like one of the most cutthroat things in in industry, not even industries like because I mean, pro wrestling would be the industry, but like one of the most cutthroat entities of all time. Yeah. Like just some of the I won't spoil it if you guys want to listen to it but just um, just a brief synopsis is like just the way they treated JR like the man is a fucking legend well, and just the way that they handled his yeah. you know, 
excuse me, the way they handled his situation and, you know, letting him go. And just some of the shit, like, it's funny because I was listening to it and I was listening to some of the shit that he was saying about some of the stuff that they did, like, back in the Attitude Era, like, before they, whatever their rating is now, I yeah. think it's G or something. Right. But before when it was, like, PG-13 or whatever, and, like, some of the shit that Vince, like, thought was a great idea... And he just, it was like he got off on it. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. just like so weird listening to it. Like, I'll give you one example, and it's the only one I'll give you. And if you want to listen to the book, you should, because it's great. But there was a period, uh, there was a time period where um, JR, uh, JR was talking about, um, there, there was a, there was a, a segment where Vince McMahon literally pulled down his pants and made JR kiss his bare ass. Oh my gosh. And like, it wasn't like, and like the production meeting or whatever, it wasn't like Vince was like, all right, this is just what we're going to do because we think that this will be good. Like, they were saying, like, Vince was like a little kid. He's like giddy, like talking yeah. about someone kissing his bare ass. Like, I'm like, this man is not okay. Like, no. this dude is nuts. Yeah. Like, this dude is meant, there's something mentally wrong with this man. Yeah. Like, for a grown adult to like be excited someone's gonna kiss his bare ass on television Dude, like yeah. that is so fucking weird yeah. and so it's just like that's just one of the stories there's a lot of stories like that in the book but that's well, just one of the stories of yeah. like when you look at Vince McMahon you go something's wrong with this fucking guy absolutely and it's so sad to see when, when guys like you know who need like these surgeries will try to reach back out like is it is just very clear that they have no loyalty to anybody they don't give a shit like you put your life on the line for 20 years they don't give a shit about you it's very obvious and that's i'm sure you see that in the book a lot and just like the way they handled stone cold a couple of different times and it's just like man that's crazy yeah which is crazy that stone cold is still so loyal to them i know because again i won't spoil it i won't say anything else but just some of the stone cold stuff like I feel like a lot of the guys that are are coming back and going to AEW, Bret Hart. Yeah. I mean, Bret Hart's not in AEW, but he was with the guy. He revealed the belt and everything. Right, right, right. When they came out with the championship belt, and I feel like it's a lot of guys who just have a sour relationship with WWE. Yeah, we're big stars in WWE. Huge, like WWE yeah. screwed like Jake the Snake, yeah. Bret Hart, you know, Jericho. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty wild. But it's a good book. It's a really good That's book cool. so far. I'm only about halfway through it, but it's good. So, yeah. And then, um, yeah, I thought AEW was really good this week. And I, <laughs> I said, I was like, I said to my friend, oh, I don't know, my other friends, I was like, is it required? Is like a street match? Like, it's required that you wear um, a cutoff t shirt <laughs> and jeans. <laughs> the only one that was wearing a cutoff t shirt and jeans was Matt Hardy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, Sammy was wearing jeans and a cutoff t-shirt, Jericho, Kenny Omega. Right, that was funny. I was like, this is like the uh, back, y- back the, the yard work match. Right, <laughs> right. No, that was funny. I did enjoy that match. It was such a good, like, change yeah. of pace, yeah, you know? Bro, also, real quick, when Sammy got hit by that golf cart, that looked brutal. I know, he, ju- like, jumped into it. Jumped into it. <laughs> I was like, damn, he, he, dude. He probably got concussions. Oh, that, for bro. sure. I mean, come that. on, like... But, yeah, AEW was great this yeah, week. Yeah, he, um... That picture, so there's that picture, it's everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's of Sammy running from the golf cart, and Kenny Omega is like hanging out of the yeah. golf cart, pointing, and then Matt Hardy is like hunched over the steering wheel, with, like a crazy look on his face. I'm like, dude, that picture 
is gonna have like be the butt of so many like jokes and memes oh, for like yeah. ever. I'm, That's like, a it's great amazing. picture. It's amazing. It's like an iconic picture. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, it was fun. Yeah, that was a good match. And I was let me see. I really wanted Kenny Omega to do the like, he, he like climbed up that oh, thing. Oh, I know. And Hager came out. Yeah. Like, God damn it. I know. I know. I was like, let him do it first. Right. 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 <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, yeah, that was a good match. Um. Yeah, I was bummed that I was bummed. What do you think about the TNT tournament? So my prediction was correct. Yeah, I were, thought it was. Right. I thought it would be Lance and Cody. Um, and like I didn't want it to, right? Like I, I wanted it to be like Darby and like you know I, mm. I just but but then again I understand it. Like they were building yeah. that feud from the beginning. Yeah. All of a sudden you have the tournament. So I didn't even think about that. Cause remember when Jake the Snake first started cutting the Archer promos, yep. they were like kind of more geared towards Corey exactly. Cody, so. so, and now with I really like what they did with uh, putting the Snake on on Brandy because it's like it, it makes it personal. You know the Snake's name, Damien. Yeah, <laughs> that was so good. I saw the tweet and I was like, that's so funny. I assumed when I saw that tweet, I was like, the Snake's name's Damien, bro. Like that is is something that WWE's missing is making like that like making you invested in the the feud because yeah. like. Why would I be invested in, like, a random... Like, Aleister Black Bobby Lashley, for, for a recent example. Like, why would I be invested in that? You have to give me nothing to make me invested. And I can think of a hundred different examples for WWE, but, like, AEW makes you invest. And when they do something, like, personal like that, like, now oh, it's nice. personal. And now Cody is, like... I mean, you put a snake on his wife. It's yeah. going to be a freaking match. Also, did you say... <laughs> no, did you... It argued that he put two snakes on his wife. Because did you see? That was gross. I'm sorry. <laughs> did you see the way he like mounted her? Though? Yeah. Like, when he, right. I was like, what is he doing? I, it was. It was. Like, it went on like this ten. Is it went on like fifteen seconds yeah. too long. I was like, but this yeah. Is weird. But I mean, it's just like. No, no I get what you're saying. Yeah, but uh, no, that was a good a good little thing yeah. they did there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I like that they did that too. That snake was. Usually, dude. Usually, the snake is pretty subdued when he puts it on people. It was like moving around a lot. I was, I was like, oh shit. I was like, and it's one of those things. Even though it's quote unquote fake or scripted or whatever you want to call it, it's one of those things. It's like you you watch and you're like, you know, when like for example, like we just said, when Sammy gets hit by that bus or when um, Wardlow knees that guy in the face or when um, you know that snake's on him, you're yeah. like. Is this happening, yeah. or did that just happen? And so, like those, it's those real moments. Yeah. I mean, that um, snake is definitely not fake. It, yeah, I mean, it's it, yeah. So, yeah. It, it's yeah. yeah. I mean, and we have this conversation. I'm sure you have this conversation with people all the time. I am ashamed. Obviously, I'm like a shameless pro wrestling fan. Right, I don't care. Right. Like, I when people tell me like, oh, you know, pro wrestling's fake. I'm like, you mean like. You know, Grey's Anatomy's fake. Well, it's like. the dumbest. It's really the dumbest thing ever. It's like, do you know every single movie ever yeah. made is fake? Yeah. Like, do I'm you like, know that everything you watch on TV is fake? Anything like, that built as fiction is fake. Like, exactly. I'm, I'm not claim like they're never. They have never claimed that WWE is real. Yeah, it's like, do you know that reality TV is fake? Yeah. Like, do you know that really everything is fake? It's like, like we suspend our belief yeah. because we want to enjoy something. Yeah. It's like you suspend your belief that. Um, there's a psycho killer who has 18 personalities yeah. even when you're watching Split yeah. just like you suspend your belief when you're watching Dexter Loomis or something yeah. you know exactly. what I mean it's it's just like that's such a bullshit yeah. thing I just think man. it's funny when people like I am like <laughs> I tell people I'm like listen I'm 31 years old 
think that I if people were out here hitting people with sledge like do you think that I do you think that I really think that there is a dude that got his face burned up in a fire that wears a mask that can like command pyrotechnics with right. his hand like <laughs> Of course it's fake, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, and like, and, and it's a weird distinction also with like, is it fake or is, is it is it scripted? Because it's like, are they not chopping each other in the yeah. chest? Yes, they are. Are they not kicking each other? Yes, they are. Yeah. It's just like, I think the, the, that's what kind of bothers me is like, is it fake? I would say no, it's not fake. Because yeah, storylines are fake. The storylines are fake. It's choreographed. It's scripted. But they're hitting each other. Yeah. They're flipping. They die younger than any profession mm. in the entire world. They get serious injuries. It's very real. I said something to somebody. I was like, the, the physicality, the athleticism, and the injuries are very real. Very real. <laughs> it's and, not fake. And so, yeah, it's just that weird thing that's been like forever ever since the internet came about everyone's like wrestling's fake yeah okay i'm like you can, can you fake jumping off the top of a cage right can you fake that right really no you can't anyway but yeah that, so that that's was my a, thing that was like, i think it's i just think it's um my, my rebuttal to people that say you know it's fake right i'm like these people would be in prison if it wasn't scripted like fake like Right. The show is directed, like yeah, like, exactly. They have directors and writers. Right, that's how you know. Like, come on, man. Yeah, like you people think that we're that dumb. Like, when you're a kid, when I'm a kid, I think fucking Ninja Turtles are real. exactly like, just right. Just like I think wrestling is real. You I'm think freaking Santa's real? Yeah. You think the Easter Bunny's real? Like, so, of course. Yeah, I'm like I'm an adult, and now I understand the way the world works. Right. I know that if you hit somebody in the face with a sledgehammer, you go to prison. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but that's my little rant about that. I that's another one. I was talking to a girl on uh, Tinder, which I've been doing a lot of because <laughs> obviously the pandemic right. people are stuck inside. I've been getting more matches than usual. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, but yeah, she said something because on my Tinder profile I'm like pro wrestling fan. Yes, I have a podcast. Or no, what does it say? It says like <laughs> I have a pro wrestling podcast. Yes, I yes you can listen to it if you want. Um, and then I said, <laughs> oh, I said like stop before you tell me it's fake. I know <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. That's yeah. good. So like, but this girl was like saying something about pro wrestling. She's like, yeah, I mean it's just I know it's, it's never got into it because it's fake. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> what are you gonna do, man? Everybody's got their so opinion. So it was just funny. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's our little rant about fake people who say wrestling is fake. That, that was going to come out eventually at some point. Oh, yeah. Podcast. Oh, yeah. That was good. That's good. So if you think it's fake, you're fake. I'll show you fake. Um, dude, did you catch, did you catch uh, during the street fight match when they put um, Matt Hardy? So Matt Hardy like came out in like regular ring gear. Right, right. He came out in like a black shirt and like black pants or whatever. And then when they got, <laughs> they got backstage and they took the fight like backstage... I can't remember who it was. Was it, I think it was Hager and Jericho. They put him inside an ice yeah, machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when he came back out of the ice machine, he was wearing his like long red robe. He, all of a sudden, Damascus. like alter ego. It was so great. I yeah, loved it. it was that so was funny. good. But that's like another creative thing that I'm sure like he came up with and was like, yeah. "This would be great." Yeah. And like I, they would have never had the freedom to do that in WWE. So right. I'm super glad that they did that. That was funny, dude. Mm-hmm. You know what could be interesting is uh, if we and it doesn't have to be this podcast, but if we. You know, make a list of everybody because I know we didn't talk about it in depth with everyone who got released, but maybe make a prediction of where we think they're gonna land Mm. list or something like that. I think that could be really good. I saw something about because I got a lot of interesting thoughts. You know, 
Yeah, because Cody and Ryder are friends. Or Matt Cardona. Yeah, I refuse to call him Ryder anymore. Yeah, Matt Cardona. Formerly known as Zack Ryder. But they're friends, right? They're yep. pretty good friends. Yep. And I saw something that said... Um, I don't know if they said they weren't gonna. He wasn't gonna sign them or something, but like, because of the fact that he is like real life friends with Cody, yeah, and, you know, he was saying like there would be a lot of pressure, yeah, yep. in AEW to like make Matt Cardona, you know, put him over pretty much. Yeah, and he was like you gotta earn it. Yeah, so. I think that's. I mean, I listened to the Chris Van Fleet and Matt Cardona interview, mm-hmm. aka Zach Ryder, but um, and that's kind of what he said is uh, even though him and Cody are great friends, that you know mixing always mixing friendship and business isn't always yeah, the best exactly. and i think that um he alluded to and we don't have to talk about it this whole episode but he alluded to you know possibly doing something in japan just because he's never done anything in japan so i think people uh, this Ryder. will give yeah right yeah Cardone. so i think oh, this sure. will give people an opportunity to really like take time obviously because you don't have to like rush like oh if they're gonna sign someone i gotta you know sign with them real quick because nobody mm-hmm. can really sign anyone so i think it's gonna be good to give people time to talk to different companies and see what's out there. And I think it'll be really cool to see where a lot of these guys, uh, these guys land. Yeah. I was seeing something that, um, what are they calling themselves now? The revival? Yeah. What are they calling themselves now? They're, uh, fear of the revolt or something. Yeah. The FTR, revolt. Yeah. the revolt. Something. I saw something about them going to new Japan. Interesting. So it's gonna be very interesting I think there's some st- some stuff that seems like set in stone like yeah. like to me set in stone would be the revival or whatever they're going by now going yeah. to AEW but I don't think that's the case I think that we're gonna be very surprised with a lot of the stuff that we see also did you see that like what's up with Roman Reigns like it's I mean obviously like neither of us are big huge Roman Reigns fans right but, like, right we I um I appreciate what he does obviously but i saw did you see that they like completely cut out when seth rollins cashed in uh, cashed in his money in the bank contract they completely cut the part where he pins roman reigns out wow i heard about that not even in the promo wow yeah and like apparently you're not allowed to say reigns i did hear that like i wonder what's up like see that's another thing like if this is not a if this is not a storyline of roman reigns being cut from the company like this is so that's so fucking childish. And it's one of those things like dude, you're punishing him because the dude like didn't want to travel because he's got fucking leukemia. And they came. It's so it's such bullshit. And they came out and said publicly that no one will be punished if they choose not to work, which we all know is bullshit. And we know that a if a lot you, of people saying that they were afraid to lose their jobs because they were speaking up and WWE exactly, was shooting down. Exactly because the truth is, yeah. if you do step up. You will get replaced, yeah. and then, and unfortunately, there's not enough people that will all say we want to stay home. Somebody will, the ultimate opportunist will want to then yeah. do something. But it's one of those things, man. Like for them to say that, it just makes me think. Like, what if a, a, a lesser guy, like what yeah. if like a Ziggler yeah. backed out? He'd be out of the company yeah. right now. You know, well, what I mean? so, like I said, someone even said, like, I was afraid to speak up because I knew that I would be fired if I said I didn't want to work, and it was like a, it was like a. It yeah. was like a production person. Yeah, I it wasn't that. even like a superstar. It was like, right. a, yeah, he was saying like they were being forced to work. It's which crazy, is bro. Fucked up. It's fucked up. N- you know, not to mention that as far as obviously those guys are employees, but not to mention the fact that they're independent contractors, yeah. and you're forcing them to work. Right. It's bananas, man. And it's like I said earlier in the episode, like the fact that Vince has been able to get away with this for so many years and not gotten in trouble legally or financially or anything it, it yeah. blows my mind and he would be smart to get out now because yeah. he's gotten away with murder yeah, he's gonna, yeah. 
know. I was gonna say he's definitely. He, like you said, I think he is gearing up for something. Yeah, it's something. Been weird. Whether it's selling the network, whether it's selling something, whether it's handing off powers to I don't yeah. know who knows. Yeah. So, this is another thing I wanted to talk about. Um, what did you think about AJ Styles' come coming back? I saw something about him not being very happy about the way they brought him back. Interesting. What did you hear? I'm curious. I didn't hear anything. I heard that he was upset because I, or maybe it wasn't from him. It might have been from another news source, but it was. Oh no, it was from him because it was in an interview. He was saying just like, you know how they? I mean, they obviously they did like the boneyard match, and he was like buried alive. Yeah, right, and right. All that shit. And like then he just like comes walking down the ramp. Right. Like no, the, it, you know it, I mean? now like, you say had, it. Uh, yeah. Because they had an Iron Man match. Right. And. AJ Styles is the final participant in the Iron Man match and he ended up winning the match, but he was saying like he was saying like he feels he felt like they could have done something else to um, hype him coming back. Like, yeah. It was just yeah. so plain Jane, like he just oh his music hits. Oh AJ Styles is back. Wow. Here he is. Now no creativity, man. Yeah, it just goes no back to, to like like I bet you if you have AJ think of something cool to come back, he would do something. That's interesting because... Or even just think about it for like two seconds. Like, just think about it for two seconds. Like, we could definitely come up with something oh, that is more creative. The man just got buried alive, like... Right. And we're just gonna like, oh, look, he's back. Yeah, and he's the same he's AJ stupid. Styles, same too. Same AJ Styles. Like, maybe, maybe you bring him back in that same context, but maybe he's a face, or maybe he's right. something, something. Give us some substance, because, yeah. like, it's it's tough. That's a good point. I'm glad yeah, you brought they, that up. He's, he, I, think it was in an, I think it was in an interview. He was just saying, like, yeah. how he feels like the... Them, his return was just so. There was no creativity involved in it at yeah. all. It was just like, yeah. So, I ever wonder if a guy like AJ is starting to get sick of WWE? And this is just on a hunch completely because, like, he sees now that his two best friends, who yeah. he's been with the past six to ten years, are now gone. He sees maybe all these guys who are starting to go and have success other places. And. Let's be honest, dude. Mm-hmm. He's lost the big matches recently. He's lost oh, yeah. a lot of big matches. He's been losing. Yeah, he's. That was another thing I was gonna. I was gonna interject there and say he's also been losing a lot. Yeah. He didn't come to this company to lose. No, he's the best wrestler in the world, in my opinion. And uh, no, and, he, I, I, and he has. Been. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Agree to disagree. Top top three for sure. Okay. But um, uh, no, I mean, I, I think AJ anywhere he's gone has been the best. Like, w- granted, I, I have bias because I was a TNA fan and for I'm sure. a New Japan fan, but like. Anywhere he's gone, he's been relevant. When he was in Japan, it was they were the most relevant. When he was in TNA, they were a competitor. And so I think a guy like him, like he can have success anywhere. And I don't even think he's having that much success in WWE, to be yeah. honest with you. Again, he is just losing too much. Mm-hmm. He, that's that's not the guy you want to lose like that, man. Nah, man. And he's not a like. I don't know. Do you think that he worked better as a heel or a face? <sighs> it's hard to say. What do you think? Because well, it goes back to. For me, for me, I think he he's fine either way. I agree. But again, I think it ultimately goes back to what we've talked about before in saying that like the heels don't win enough. Yep. The heels lose all the time. Yep. And that's like heels should win. They like, should. Yeah. And they they should win. But for instance, like when he had the Gallows and Anderson. He won because he used heel tactics. Exactly. Like his boys came in and cheated for him, yep. and he won. Like. And that's how, like, a heel should be. Like, yeah. I'm not saying, like, a heel should never lose, obviously, but, like, 
heels win doing heel shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> so. No, like I mean, you even think about like the the kind of throwback tribute to like WCW, but like when you know MJF pulled the the ring yeah. out of his tight, so stuff like that. And I think that um, it is one of those things like having him as a heel does not does nothing for him. But I think if if you give him creative control and be a heel. He may do something more along the lines of a true heel, and he's been. We've seen him be a great heel in the past. I wouldn't say in WWE, but you know. And I think that it's really unfortunate to see he's still got so much left, and it's it's almost like he's turning and spinning his wheels a little yeah, bit. I think so too. Yeah, I think he's definitely spinning his wheels. And I think the bottom line is, guys like AJ Styles only have a shelf life in something like WWE, where they are not allowed to be creative. Yep. They have a shelf life, a hundred percent shelf life, because a gimmick can only work for so long. And if you don't have, and in my opinion, WWE does not have creative enough people yep. to write for all these people who have put so much creative potential. Yeah, yeah. It's almost one of those things where it's like, do they have? And maybe now that they've gotten rid of a lot of people, they can get more creative. I don't think they will, but I think they can. Mm-hmm. But like, do you almost is there is there too much talent at any point? Because, like, if there's too much talent, and, and it's a weird question, but I'm saying, mm-hmm. like, if there's so much talent and not good creative control, I think it really is a recipe for disaster. Because sure. you've got, you know what I mean? That's, I think, what Absolutely. I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that for sure. I also, And that's why I think, again, um, obviously, I don't want to, I don't ever want us to sound like we're so biased toward one, you know, thing or the other. But I do think, like, it's great to have AEW doing so well. Yep. Because, like you said, WWE is, you know, they sign and stash, they do all this stuff, and they're so overloaded with talent, and then their creativeness, definitely, the creativeness of the the people that work for them definitely gets stifled, and so having somewhere people can go, like AEW, and they're able to have such, you know, they're able to have the room to be creative and kind of bring fresh ideas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I think, I, th- I think to a degree, yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think, um, yeah, I think it's one of those things that the competition aspect seems like it should be good for WWE. And I would think it would be already, but it seems like it hasn't been, yeah. but I think it is ultimately good for the sport of wrestling and it's good for WWE because You'd like to think it would force them to step their game up. Um, but, yeah, I mean, to that point, dude, I like NXT just as much as AEW. Yeah. So, like, me like me shitting on – or us shitting on WWE is, is, I think, people who really know the sport know that it's warranted. And then also I think that, you know, for, from a personal standpoint, just know that I, I like NXT's product just as well. So it's not really an issue with uh, – I don't know. You know, it just – yeah. Well, and here's the thing: we could definitely shit on AEW. Like, yeah. Like, and I, and I mean, uh, for instance, I'll give you an example. One of the things that I dump on AEW about is the development of their women's, yeah, their women's divisions. Like, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Like, AEW is kind of shit on. They, they've kind of shot themselves in the foot in terms of the women's division and stuff like that because we hadn't seen Nyla Rose in a long time. Yeah. Um. They barely had any women's matches over the taped portion right. of the last few yeah, months. Yeah, wow. And it's because, I mean, they had, what, Britt Baker had a couple matches. Yeah. 
And I can't even think of another one. Maybe Penelope Ford. I don't even know. There's two Britt Baker matches. She had the one with the um, not Io Shirai. She had the one with um, Hikaru Shida yeah. when she got um, kneed in the face and bleeding <laughs> everywhere. And then I can't even remember another women's match. Yeah. And it's because they have definitely failed in that aspect of signing women. Yep. And like, again, I think they, I think they bank a lot on having like Nyla Rose and having, but like other than Nyla Rose. Um, Penelope Ford yeah. and Britt Baker. I mean, like, who... I mean, Hikaru Shida's pretty good. Right. And She's, you don't have any notable faces, really. Yeah. It's all heels. Yeah. Um, and, and Hikaru Shida's, like, in that yeah. weird, like, middle spot. Like, people cheer for yeah. her, but, like, it's not... You don't have, like, a legit face. Yeah. Um, bro, you know, it'd be cool if Awesome Kong came back as a face and yeah. went against Nyla Rose. That just thought that, that randomly. Really cool. Yeah, that would be really cool. Because she got, like, beat up a while back. Yeah. That would be great. And, again, like, I just think it's kind of, it's like, they fucked up pretty bad. Like, yeah. not, you know, with having a women's division. Because, for, for instance, like, I was talking to, um, I was talking to a girl a few days ago, and she was saying how she doesn't really want, like, WWE anymore. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think AEW is missing an opportunity. Yep. Because she was saying that her and her girlfriends used to get together and watch wrestling, but they only really, they would like get together and watch wrestling and drink wine and watch the women's matches. Right, right. And like, if AEW had taken an oppor- the opportunity to build up their women's division and have like a good stable of women, female competitors, yeah. I think the, the promotion would be running so much smoother. Yep. Um, I, I already think it is running smooth, but I think it could be running way smoother. Um, Cause I, you know, especially now when you can't. You only have so many available, so much available talent, yeah. and if you only have five, you know, say you have five women that are available, you know, um, they can't wrestle each other. This, they can't wrestle each other right. every week. Right. So like, you know, if so, something like this has been kind of frustrating, at least like again, we've talked about this and how like some of these these women division wrestlers are so good and yeah. like they're so must see right and right, so right. like just it kind of sucks because we want to see i want to see them but AEW hasn't signed any yeah and yeah it was just kind of a bummer because don't get me wrong I, I like what i like AEW's men's roster i like some of the storylines they're doing with their men's roster but i definitely would have liked to see some more and it's out of the women's you know matches and it's right. tough but I, but on the contrary like they could have done they should have done this sooner so that way if something like this I mean we didn't know this was going to happen right 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 again but they shouldn't need a pandemic to hit to know oh we definitely should sign more women yeah um and it's going to be tough I think now too signing women because there's so many men that are going to be on the the that are commodities right yeah and I think it well and again it's tough right it's going to be tough right now to sign women I'm interested to see who they go after when this is all done. Yeah. When they are able to get more, bring more talent in, yeah. and when they are able to finally start building the roster again after the pandemic stuff yeah. kind of slows down. Um, I'm interested to see, like you said, who they go after. It'll be it'll be interesting to see for sure. Yeah, I, I think people are very misunderstood in thinking that AEW is just going to go sign all this talent. Oh, I, I think that they like if you think WWE's taking cost per. I mean, even before the coronavirus, like. Yeah. Tony Khan said, very careful. we're going to be very careful, like, signing people. We're not just giving out, like, lump sums of money and contracts to people. I'd say that, you know, of the people who got cut, maybe 
three max would sign. Yeah. And I think even then, like, maybe five big names in the next six to eight months sign. Yeah. I think you're really looking at, like, just broader spectrums of wrestling. But I'm curious, like, uh, going off of the, the women's thing, do you yeah. think it's a lack of talent or do you think it's a lack of pushing the people they already have in there? Like, do you think it's a lack of having not enough talent? Or I just they, think they don't. I just think they made a big mistake and not. I'm not. Because obviously, like, this is just the way the world is. But obviously, they're not going to sign just as many women as they do men. Right, right. Um, that's just the way it is, unfortunately. But um, I definitely don't. Again, I definitely don't think they built up the roster enough. Like, yep. I don't think. And I also don't think that they're pushing storylines with women. Like, yeah. with the women. Like, the Britt Baker thing. They're kind of they're kind of saying her name a lot, but they're not writing her into a story. Yeah, you know what I mean. It will be really interesting to see how they go about that because now it's almost like a fresh start, and they can yeah. kind of redo. Maybe they've had a lot of time to think about the women's division while this has been going on. Um, you know, I will say if there are girls or women listening out there, NXT's women's division is awesome. amazing, yeah. dude. And even the storylines and like, dude. Really good. I know you concur, yeah, Doc. Charlotte, Mia yeah. Yim, yeah. Shirai, Rhea Ripley. Chelsea Green. Chelsea. Dude, so many. They're, doing, so they're many. starting to, um, what's her name? Shotzi. Yeah, Shotzi. Shotzi Dude, it's, I'm invested in that. Yeah, no, that's cool, the man. The women's division in NXT is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's really great. I like Mia Yim. Yeah. Did you see the Chelsea Green, Mia Yim match? Yeah. Uh, that's my girl versus your girl. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Mia Yim is so good. She's dating um, Keith Lee. No way. Yeah. Dude, did you know, um, you, you knew Aleister Black and Selena Vega yeah. were, right? Yeah. How funny was that that they had they that banter? Yeah, yeah, they were working together. I said that to somebody. I was like, do you think it's funny that they, like, do you think they think it's funny that they, like, I wonder how much fun they have with that. Oh, like, dude, they, they like get to talk shit to right, each other. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, at work. Yeah. So. Well, what I found funny is, like, watching Aleister Black's YouTube channel, he is very much, like, the same person that yeah. he portrays. He's very, like, soft-spoken, mm-hmm. ominous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw a video of him training with Seamus. Yes, that was a great... The, Did I send you that? Yeah, you sent me that. Yeah, yeah I watched it. Him and Seamus training kickboxing, and Seamus was like... You see Seamus, you're like, dude, he's a big, strong, yeah. athletic guy. Dude, he was like spent. He did like a workout, like a kickboxing workout right. with Aleister Black, and was like done. I'm like, damn, that Man, guy is amazing. That's some, some cool content for people who are looking for stuff that are bored. Celtic Warrior workouts with Seamus are awesome. Are they? Yeah, because it's like the Aleister uh, Black one, so... He'll basically go to different people and, like, mm. train how they train and oh, train cool. with them. So he'll go to, like, I'll give you an example. Like, he went to him and, um, well, obviously, Alistair Black's in the Muay Thai and kickboxing, so mm. they train kickboxing. Then he'll go train with uh, a guy like Jordan Devlin, a cruiserweight, who's more, like, cardio oh, and, cool. and interval. So that's a really cool thing. If you're ever bored, I love I those, man. I'll check those out. Yeah, Celtic Warrior Workouts. John Cena, like they have everyone. They've got some cool ones on there. He's done some really cool ones. Does John Cena with like long hair trip you out as much yes. as it does me? Yes. <laughs> I think it's so funny. It's, like, John Cena with long hair looks crazy. I think he knows he looks <laughs> crazy too. I think he like even at one point maybe said it was just for the movie or whatever. But no, it creeps me yeah. out. I don't not like it. Um, and so this is the last thing I'll say about the AEW signings and all the releases and stuff. Um, this isn't in the book, but I read an art. I saw an article on an interview or something. JR thinks that Jim Ross, he thinks that the number one target that AEW should go after is Rusev. That's what he said. What do you think? I agree. I agree. I think they misused the hell out of Rusev. I think Rusev, if they can only get one, I think it should be Rusev. WWE, yeah. I think um, he's got a lot of storyline writing potential for sure. Yep. Because when he first came to WWE, 
they wrote some bomb storylines for him. Yeah, like his storylines were really good. Yeah. And then they just misused the hell out of him ensuing. Yeah. And the, the rest, you know, what what else ensued after that was just like right. some really shitty story writing for yeah. him. So. And to back up that point, I think that, you know, AEW signed a lot of like heavyweight heels mm-hmm. recently. And I think yeah. the, the best thing they can do right now is sign a heavyweight face, baby face. Yeah. And use Rusev as a baby That'd face. So cool. That'd be awesome. Um, uh, who probably last wouldn't thing, go by Rusev though? Yeah, he wouldn't. Yeah. He'd go by he, whatever his uh, yeah, which would be it's always cool like seeing people. Yeah. Um, and and if, for example, I was keeping tabs on like uh, Matt Cardona, Zack Ryder, and um, you know immediately. And he, by the way, guys, I don't know if you've seen this amazing interview. He's so charismatic, bro. He's su- such a cool personality. Yeah. But he did an interview with Chris Van Fleet, who's like my favorite interviewer. Um, it's like an hour thirty, best best interview I've seen in a while. Nice. Really good. But um, but yeah, seeing all the guys change their bio to like, yeah. uh, pro wrestler in all caps and yeah. stuff like that. But but real quick, last thing about the free agents, who are you most excited to see where they land? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I want. I definitely think I'm excited to see what happens with Rusev. Obviously, we were just right. talking about him. Um, I'm not like the biggest, I know you are, but I mean, I'm a fan, but like, I'm like Matt Cardona, is that right, right? I'm right. not like a huge fan. I would like, to, I will think it will be interesting to see where he goes. Yeah. Um, I mean, all the big ones, I think, I mean, Heath Slater, it'd be funny to see where he goes. Yeah. Heath Miller. Yeah. Real name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Rusev is probably number one. And then maybe Drake Maverick. Yeah, not, I mean it's another one like the big names, right? You know, right, right. See where they end up. Exactly. So. Deanna Perazzo too, because she was like, I think they were gonna do. I think they should have done, you know. Yeah. Good things with her, but they. I mean, obviously they cut her. So. Right. Right. She um she used to wrestle around here. She's from really yeah. nice. Yeah. No, no, no. A friend of mine saw her in her. I think she used to wrestle in a Northern Virginia nice. promotion, and a friend of mine saw her a match with her. Right before she left for NXT. Nice. So, so yeah. Um, yeah, I think... I Okay, so uh, number one would be Rusev, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who I think will land in AEW. Yeah, I hope so. That'd be cool, man. But yeah, we'll, uh, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more next week, yeah. where we think people are going to land predictions yeah. and stuff. Um, <laughs> the, Mo- the Moxley-Kazarian um, match was good. By the way, and then it was funny at the end when <laughs> when Brody Lee came out. I just think like Moxley continues to have like that drunk uncle persona. Yeah, like it was funny when because like Brody Lee came out and um like they had the Dark Order attacked him. Right, and then <laughs> Brody Lee like challenged him to a match, and then Moxley took the mic and was like, "Is that it? All you had to do was ask." Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that was pretty funny. Yeah, but um, did you so. see that big Jack dude in the Dark Order? No, you didn't see that. He was the one guy with his shirt off. He was like noticeably very jacked. I'm curious to see who that's gonna be. Rusev, <laughs> not that jacked. Like more of like a like yeah. a leaner than Rusev, yeah. but like same muscle. Like he was big as huh. shit. Like Dude, Batista body. Are they gonna reveal? Who some of these Dark Order people are? Or that's are what they, I was thinking. I think a few. Just gonna be... 
Like, I think that this guy who was noticeably, like, the camera was on him the most. He had his shirt off. Like, yeah. he will be revealed at some point, what I think. What happened to Evil Uno? Is he still I don't know. And Stu Grayson. Is like, Stu what Grayson happened to both of them? It'll be interesting to see. Dark Order is one of those interesting factions where it's like, mm-hmm. where are they going to go next? Yeah. I, th- I think I've been... <sighs> Brody Lee is really weird on the mic, I think, like, for me. Because sometimes he's on the mic, and I'm like, oh, that wasn't bad. And then sometimes he's on the mic, and I'm like... God, that was awful. Oh, <laughs> like, I didn't yeah. think that was very good. So, yeah. I feel you. I think the, the crowd doesn't help having no crowd. That's true. You know? Cause, yeah. uh, but I think, yeah. I understand yeah. that. I can just vibe with that. Yeah. So, what else is going on? Oh, so Moxley and Brody Lee are going to fight for the title at Double or Nothing, which Double is what, May 23rd? 3rd, yeah. And then Cody and Archer yeah. for the TNT Championship as well. And then what else? MJF, just yeah. a small match versus Jungle Boy. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they came Dude, out with any others. Jungle Boy, do you know who he is? <laughs> what do you mean? He's the famous actor's son. Yeah, he's, yeah. yeah. Luke, Luke Perry. Yeah, that's he crazy. Was on so all you, all of you older people listening, if any of you know, or if you're a fan of teen dramas, 90210 <laughs> is a show in the early, in the 90s, and Luke Perry is one of the main actors. And Jumbo Boy is his son. I was That's like wild. looking at Jumbo Boy's um, Wikipedia, and it was like, son of Luke. Did Perry. his dad wrestle? No, no, he was not just an actor. That's cool. It's like son of Luke Perry. I was like, wait, the Luke Perry? That's crazy. <laughs> he looks like him too. Yeah, him, wow. Like That'd be a good match though. Yeah, but. yeah. I'm just excited. Like, obviously, I'm I'm, oh, like we said, we're all for like safety and stuff yeah. like that. But I'm just excited that like, some of the people are starting to come back. Like. Jungle yeah. Boys, yeah, yeah. Hopefully that means like the Jurassic Express will be back. Right, I mean, right. We haven't seen um, what do they call that thing? The Death Triangle. Oh yeah, that was, was a weird Pac. one that fell off. I haven't seen Pack in forever. I haven't seen Pack in forever. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe does he, I don't know. I know he's from England, but does he live overseas? Because that could be why. Yeah, maybe. Um, and then um, I love the. I love what they're doing with Scorpio Sky. Yeah. Gonna, they need to do more stuff yeah. like that, man. Like, give people context into who they are. Yeah. Right? Like, especially guys that came, that are coming from, like, New Japan or mm. other promotions yeah. outside yeah. of the exactly. country. So that way people kind of have an idea. Right, right. Of who they are. They're building up Scorpio Sky to be a stud. Yeah. A stud. He'll, uh, I'll, it'll be very interesting to see if, because, you know, obviously Kazarian and Daniels have been together forever. Yeah. Like, forever, forever. But um, it'll be interesting to see if you know Sky or they turn on each other. I think Kazarian and Daniel do their best work as a heel, so maybe they turn on Sky. Uh, that could potentially be a nice thing in the future. Yeah, I want to see some more. Uh, I just want to see some more people come back. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I just, we haven't seen. Um, um, gosh, why am I blanking on the other two numbers of the? Death Triangle. Oh, um, the uh, Lucha Bros and, and yeah, Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix, yeah. Fucking dude, I love Ray Phoenix so much. Most underrated wrestler. He is incredible. He's so good. He's so fucking good. I love him. Pentagon Two, man. Pentagon Two. In the ring. And dude, they, two like legit luchas. So man. good. And so they good. did some singles work at, at TNA Impact, bro, yeah. and they were unbelievable. I mean. Yeah. Um, so one thing I did want to mention, so Killer Cross, who was, he made his debut last night. Did you fucking see that shit? Bro. I was scared. I was like, yeah. I, saw, I, saw, I didn't watch NXT, but I saw it in, um, like on Instagram or something. And I was just like, 
I got chills. I was like yeah. scared in my yeah. room. Like I was like, "Well, this is creepy." It bums me out that is that they are so carry PG that it's Carry On Cross. He's probably yeah. upset with that, I'm to be honest. Was. He probably fought for that, and they're like, "We just can't do it, dude." Yeah. But yeah, uh, but he still has that same kind of ominous, like like evil uh, character. So that's good. Dude, bring him to Raw. Bring him to give Raw. Him two years with Alistair Black. Yeah, give that him give him like two months. Oh, dude, yeah, give him two months and have him come beat the <laughs> shit out of Alistair Black. <laughs> That would be great. So yeah, that was cool to see him finally debut on. Um, dude, you know what I was speaking of Aleister Black because that's like one hundred percent favorite wrestler right now. That's yeah. my boy. At least in WWE. Right. Um. I was saying, dude. So Black Mass is like that wheel kick, right? Right. Right. Is that what it is? Yeah. Is Black wheel Ma- kick? Yep. Wheel okay. kick. Um, Tommy knows way more about <laughs> kicking than I do, so that's why I kind of defer to him with all the um kicking stuff, but. Yeah, so that wheel kick, I was saying, I was watching him, I think I was watching like a compilation or something. Uh-huh. Dude, that's just a test, that that finisher is a testament to how legit he really is at kickboxing right. and Muay Thai. Right, Because he really connects with that thing. Yeah, he does. And uh, I heard that like McIntyre, for example, when he got black masked at, uh, at WrestleMania, he got a concussion. Like, really? He, he hits Holy you with shit. that. yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, like. He really hits you with that kick, like, and it's a testament to, it's a testament to his ability as a kickboxer. Right. <laughs> that, like, everyone he hits with that thing doesn't have a concussion I because know. he does connect. Yeah. And his ability to, I was telling my friend, I was like, you can, I mean, you can tell he's a real kickboxer yep. because I'm sure he hits that thing, but he knows from, like, you know, like we know from right. sparring and stuff like that. You're not. You're kind of pulling back when you're throwing yep. punches, so that as to not fully connect with right, it, just right. because you're sparring. Like you're not gonna really. That's how you create like gym battles. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you're like yeah. really going out there and punching as hard as you can. But um, I was saying, man, like that's so wild. Um, that he actually connects with that thing. It's it's so crazy. It I would be so scared if I was wrestling him, and they're right. like, and then you're gonna get black mass and be like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's such a good point, too, because, like, that move, I mean, I've thrown that kick maybe, like, a hundred times, which, obviously, he's thrown it a lot more, but, like, it's very hard. Half the time I throw it, I, if it's on a bag, like, sometimes I'll miss. Yeah. Sometimes I'll just fall over because the traction when your foot's spinning right. is really hard to do. And it's hard to control, it's right? It's really hard to control, like, especially if you're aiming for someone's face the whole time. Like, I do that one to the body, like, to the liver, sure. but, like, that's a... So so impressive. I'm yeah. glad you brought that up because it's it's very impressive that he nails it every time right yeah. on the cheek. It's very impressive. And I was saying like like I just said like that kick is hard to control. Yeah, really. So to hard. control the power and the spot, like really the spot hard. where you kick the person, and to control the power in which you yeah. put out to hit that kick, like. I could see him accidentally knocking somebody the fuck out. Right. Like, and I'm sure it happens every once in a while. Like, that's, I think, what happened with the McIntyre. Like, every once in a while that happens. Um, Crazy. Crazy finisher. Like, and it's one of those ones, too, that's, like, people take it flush. And so you know it's even more impressive because, like, no one's going to just take that, like, reel to the face. So he's doing something to make it, like, you know, take some off it, which is impressive. And you've never – and the thing that they do a lot with, like, kicks to the head – in WWE and in pro wrestling is they put their hands up. Right. That's what I was going to say. They take it flush with that yeah. one. Or, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, sorry. Yeah. That's like what you just No, said. no, no. But that's a great point. That's what I meant. Sorry. That's to, to give people more context. Yeah. yeah. They put their hand up. Like, for instance, like Jericho used to do like a spinning, um, like a diving wheel kick. Or not a wheel kick, but like a cartwheel kick. Ah. 
where he'd like jump in the air and like swing, you know, but people would put their hands right, up and take right. it. But like, I've never seen anybody put their hands up. Me neither. When, when Alistair Black throws Black Mass. So. Yeah. Honestly, probably the most impressive finisher so right awesome. now. It's really cool. I watched it, like I said, I watched a compilation. I was like, damn, he hits it every time. Every time. Every time. He's so good. I gotta watch that. And he does it, like, in transition, too. Mm. It's not like he sets and throws it. Right, right, Like, I can't remember, um, oh, it was Bobby Lashley right before WrestleMania. Uh, Or no, Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. I think it was. Yeah, because Lana, that was when Lana fucked up. Oh, exactly, when he was running at him or something? Well, and Lana, he he had him up. And then Lana was screaming, Spear! Oh, yeah. And um, he put him down and went for the spear, and then he collected himself. And, like, he threw that black mask kick while Bobby Lashley was running at him, like, off bat. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's not like the person's, like, dazed in front of him, right, right. and he sets and throws the kick. Yeah. Like, that's 100% what I would have to do if I was even going to Oh, yeah, me kick. too. And even then, I slip a lot of the yeah. times, or I'm way off target. Like, he throws that kick, like people running at him right. after he's just done a duck Dude, under like so impressive the more i think about crazy. it it's a good point yeah. it's so cool but he does that what else does he do he does that he's been doing a lot of like weird like i think they might be letting him do a little more kickboxing stuff yeah he's i been remember striking a lot more yeah I, I know that like there is a lot of hardcores that don't really like that though because oh, for I example like i was at i do too being a striker yeah. but, you know <laughs> but like uh you know we were at I was at a, a live show and uh, he started like ki- you know like off the bat instead of like clinching up yeah. or doing something he was like kicking them yeah. and then someone screamed this is wrestling cut the shit or something like that and and so it's it's one of those things um, I know some people might get on their nerves but it's it's very impressive and I think you have to appreciate it but I, I do think yeah. in smaller amounts it's it's oh, yeah. more digestible definitely but yeah so I just want to bring that up because no I, that was... I was thinking about that a, a while and I was like man that's so legit yeah. Should we um, should we talk about money in the bank predictions a little bit? Yes. Oh, also, uh, Jeff Hardy and Sheamus are gonna start feuding soon. Oh. I've heard I've I heard that they're gonna have a, a run in or a match. That's and really or interesting. A match tonight. That's really interesting. So, because I think they're both like they both need big pushes. So putting them against each other is a little yeah. bit interesting. Well, and then like um, I don't remember if it was last week or the week before that on Raw. Sheamus just had won a squash match and they were like they started going into like a promo for Jeff Hardy and Sheamus came over and was like why are you talking about Jeff Hardy right now uh, I just won a match so like I think they were yeah setting up that interesting so yeah so okay I'm still really confused about how Money in the Bank is gonna I am it. too so they're doing it at corporate climb the corporate ladder they are putting a ring on the roof? Correct. I think. Okay. Because I'm wondering where the other matches are going to take place. So I think I'm assuming it's... that there's going to be a ring in the building. Or on the building. On top yeah, of the building. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think so. that's how it's going to go. Um, and then... So, they're going to fight throughout the building. Starting at the bottom. It's going to be cinematic. We already know. Yeah, it's going to be... Yeah, it's definitely going to be... Well, what I had heard, I don't know if this is going through. I mean, obviously, it's in two days, so this has probably already been decided, but I heard that they were going to do, like, a um, while the other matches are going on, mm-hmm. they'd be like, now let's check in with the Money in the Bank ladder match. Whoa, interesting. So, I don't know if that's what's going to happen or not, Whoa. but I read that, but I don't, I don't think I would like that. No. I, wanna, I would like them to do it more like they did the Boneyard right. match right. and the... <clears throat> 
<clears throat> Fireflies on Are you just like more cinematic? Are you gonna? I mean, because there's obviously UFC on this weekend as well. So are mm-hmm. you gonna? You're not gonna. Are you gonna watch one on Money in the Bank? Yeah. Yeah. UFC is on Saturday. Yeah. True. Yeah. So I'll watch both. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Which is gonna be pretty awesome. Very awesome. But I'm um. I don't know. I have mixed emotions about UFC this weekend. It's a big fight. I mean, just doing it without a crowd is going to suck, but... Yeah. I feel like... I feel like they have to figure out a way to move forward, and they don't know how long it's going to be until they can have a crowd, so... I guess the way that they see it, because I saw... I was seeing, like, everyone was getting tested. Like, nobody that's involved with the production of the fights this weekend. Uh, Talking UFC... Nobody that's involved with the productions of the fights this weekend are allowed to work unless they get tested and it comes back negative. Yeah. So, I get it. Like, they got to move forward, I guess, at some point. I'm just bummed that... (laughs) I'm just bummed that they can't do the fight that it should be. Yeah, I know. Could be versus Tony, but it is what it is. And now there's just going to be all kinds of shit talking and so much, like, extracurricular now. Yeah. Like, I guess a lot of fight fans were... Finally, just like, all right, let's get this shit over. Yeah, right. I mean, this is the fight we want to see. This is the fight, like, we're finally going to get it. Right. Like, both of them were healthy. Both of them were ready to go. And then yeah. this shit happened. We're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, yeah. So, anyway. Yep. Um, yeah, I just hope we don't. It was. It's so weird because remember when all this shit first started happening? And we were like, what if this is, what if we get used to this? Yeah. Like, I'd say I'm pretty used to it by now. I know, right? I mean, now... And we were both like, oh, yeah, that would be crazy. I mean, dude, even when I watch people on TV shake hands, I cringe a little bit. It's a weird fucking thing, man, how quick we got adjusted to... Like, if you see someone without a mask, you're like, whoa. Yeah, what are you doing, buddy? What are you doing? It's a weird thing, man. Well, that's what I was saying, um, like, because at the hospital, like, I was saying to to the lady... um, <laughs> our children are going to have like a genetic mutation there's going to be like an indent in the back of their ears because from people wearing masks yeah <laughs> there's going to be like a genetic yeah <laughs> mutation with our kids 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 because you know, we've been wearing masks all the time for so long no i'm telling you man like it i work at like i said i work up for everybody listening that doesn't know i work at a hospital and we have to wear our masks 24 7 yeah so I've been working these 12-hour shifts, and the only time I ever take, I take the mask off. I, they advise you to take the mask off every four hours for, like, five to ten minutes. But sometimes you just don't have the opportunity to, and, like, dude, I'm telling you, like, the back of my ears are so sore. Yeah. Because, like, you take the mask off for a couple of minutes, you know, for maybe, like, 30 minutes to go eat. Like, when I'm in, like, my... Like, when I'm in my art break room eating lunch right. or whatever, I obviously take the mask off. But it's really the only point in my day for 12-hour shift yeah. that I take the mask off. And it's just, like, the back of my ears are, like, so sore. Like, I'm sure they're probably red a lot. Right. And like, but, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's becoming normal. It's like weird, you said, man. you see people without masks, and you're like, whoa, yeah. what are you doing? People are, like, profiting off, like, designer masks. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Right. I'm like, you should be making those things for free, dude. Yeah. It's not like companies like that, you know, like there are some companies that aren't making their normal, like for instance, like Cascade, they make mm. 
lacrosse helmets. They're making shields. They're making like facial shields oh, now. Oh yeah. Instead of helmets. So like companies like that, yeah, right. kind of gotta sell your stuff because yeah. you're halting production of what you make. Right, right. And making masks, but like there's certain thing companies I've seen where I'm just like, get the fuck out of here. Like Fanatics.com, who is a uh, even WWE, they're making like championship right. title masks. Yeah. Like it's a mask that looks like. The, you know, the crazy part is they're going to sell it. Like I know. Crazy. And I'm like, man, you guys make so much money off of other merch. You don't yeah. need to sell masks. Like, you guys should be. As a company, you should be giving masks For away. For free with an order or something. Yeah. yeah. So, like I said, there are companies that are shifting their operations of what they normally make to make safety gear but there's also companies like apparel companies and stuff that are making masks and selling right. them for like 15 bucks a pop exactly i'm like yeah i'm like do you know how many wwe t-shirts i've bought like don't worry <laughs> like people are still buying your shit right i right. bought like 20 wwe t-shirts <laughs> like it's ridiculous it's it's embarrassing I your final ones come in yet um yes no i have a darby allen one on the way that's, hey, that's hey, not a wwe one yeah but, true yeah so yeah, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> this is so embarrassing, but I can't remember. I can't remember how long it's been since I've had a um, since I haven't had a WWE order like in the mail. Like having <laughs> like, like a package or coming a pro today. Shirt in yeah, the mail. that's so funny, bro. <laughs> it's been forever. That's like, crazy. Like I'm, I'll get one and then I'll have another one coming or something. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's good. So I have the Darby Allen one coming. It's like his new one, and then. Um, I do have another Kenny Omega one coming because I bought this one, and then um, there's another oh, one. His new one. His new yeah. one. It's got like a. It's like a pink. It's like a pink. I think I know it? which one you're talking about. Yeah, it's like a pink. It's like he's. It's pink and black, I think, and on the front, it's got him doing like the, the gun. Yeah. Point. And then Dude. on the one side, it's got him doing the one winged angel. That was a. And on the other side, it's got him doing the V trigger. Damn. So I thought that one was really cool. Yeah. But. He's my, he is probably my favorite wrestler right now. Hell yeah. I like Aleister Black the most in WWE, but overall, I've definitely, I've been doing like a lot of research and uh, not research, but I've been watching a lot of his old matches and stuff from New Japan and yeah. stuff when he was the cleaner. Yep. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Pre, uh, pre Bullet Club yeah. and then even during Bullet Club, man, he yeah, had He was it. the cleaner in the Bullet Club too. Yep. I think he was, he was the cleaner as well. In, in the, Bullet yeah, Club, in the yeah. Bullet Club. But it was funny. It's funny watching him as a heel. It's funny his, like, it's funny his, um, like, the progression in his personality. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, some of the stuff when he was in Japan, like, with Nakazawa and stuff. Right. He fought, like, a nine-year-old or something. He wrestled, like, a nine-year-old. Yeah, yeah. He just kind of had, like, this so funny, true. like, a funny yeah. guy. And then he was a heel once he went with the Bullet Club. Bullet Club, yeah. And now when he was the cleaner. And now... His, I like his persona now. I do too. He's just kind of like all business. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, one of the matches that I watched recently and it's recently and it's it is recent, but it has been one of it is one of my favorite matches ever. It is um, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page yes. versus the Young Bucks yes. at Revolution this past year. It was a five star, correct? I think it ended up getting a five star. Right? I hope so. I think it did. It was. It was, it was one of the though. best matches ever. Yeah, it was so for sure. Good. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And it was right after. It was the weekend after he had that crazy, um, Iron Man match. Oh yeah. 
So it was it was just Man, dude, yeah. it was such a good match. It was and, incredible. And it was like Hangman Page hit landed the one winged angel because Kenny couldn't do it. Yeah, so it was so yeah, cool that was an shoulder. incredible match. Dude, yeah. it was just such a good match. Like it had the Young Bucks too. Like anytime you're working with the Young Bucks, it's dude, like yeah, so fucking good. Yeah, but yeah, that was good. So all right, so we'll wrap up with a little money in the bank here. Um. So the men's match, I'm, dude, they bring Apollo Crews back. Oh, I know. And then they they let him win to go to Money in the Bank, and then they pull him. Was his injury real? I don't know. I don't know either. I, I hope so. Yeah. I didn't look into I it. I hope so, too. Not, not I, like, I, ho- no. I don't hope he's hurt. Right. I just hope, like, that's the reason they took him out. Yeah, I hope that's the reason that they pulled him from the match, because, like, dude, that guy's awesome. And they're saying, hold on. Yeah, I don't see anything about a legit injury for Apollo Crews. And they're also saying that there's a heel turn in the works for him. That will be really interesting. So He's got the personality of, like, a table. I mean. Unfortunately. He's got all the talent (laughs) in the world, but, like... (laughs) Um, he's just like not very charismatic or outgoing. That, that whole situation was weird to me because the Money in the Bank qualifying match was Apollo Crews and MVP. Yeah, you're like we lose either way here. Right, right. <laughs> no offense, I like Apollo Crews. I think he's a really good athlete. Yeah, me too. But he just doesn't. I mean, he doesn't have much of a persona. Like, yeah. again, he doesn't have like he doesn't have it. There's there, yeah, he doesn't have it. Doesn't and have so it. like they put him in the Money in the Bank match. Fine. Maybe we'll see a heel turn or something like that. Would have even been more entertaining. Like I think bringing him in as a returning heel, it's fine because they need to do something to get people interested, right? To get eyes on him, because him as a face doesn't really work. Because like you said, he doesn't have much of like a personality. Exactly. Um, you don't need like much of a personality to just like attack people. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, but like I said, that match was just so so weird because it was like MVP versus Apollo Crews. You're like, all right. Again, we lose either way here. Right. Apollo Crews is going to be in it, or MVP, who is like, wow, yeah, this is still exactly <laughs> right. So who do you, who do you, what's your prediction in that match? Um, so the money in the bank match. Yeah. Um. I okay. So well, we'll just say it's Daniel Bryan, Aleister right. Black, Rey Mysterio, King Corbin, Otis, and AJ Styles. Um. Obviously, I would like to see Alistair Black right. win that match. <laughs> I think he can win that. I think he could win that yep. match. I could well, see that. Well, I could see him keep in mind, that. he was the number two, number three runner-up to winning Rumble. Yeah. Behind, you know, Roman and Drew. So, hopefully that's a push. Um, I But I did hear recently that they really want to push Otis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... I'm probably going to be massively wrong, but I want to say either Aleister Black or Otis. Gotcha. Um, I mean, but again, AJ Styles is in the match. I got to say AJ. Yeah. I got to say AJ. I think, like, like again. He's too big of a star, man. He's too big of a star, and I actually do not only think, but I also do want him to win because I think that's what he needs is to be money in the bank. Come out on the mic, start saying how he's the man. He's the money in the bank. Everybody should be worried. Kind of have him get some more relevance. But like you know, like you said, it would be cool to see one of those guys. A lot of people that are in the match could use it. Really, let's yeah. be honest. Daniel Bryan could really use it. 
again, I struggle. I obviously, again, I love Alistair Black, but I struggle to see. Um, they'd have to do a lot of character development with him. Yeah, he's still there's still a lot to work on there because he has that he has that Undertaker persona. Yeah, but I think again, I think he's not quite over. Right, and they're trying. Like they started interviewing him after his yeah. matches, and they're they're getting there. He still needs a while. Yeah, he needs some work. He so. needs some work. Again, I, like we said, I just think he's not quite over yet. I think right. Otis is really over. Very over. Maybe and they're working over. to get him over, even yeah. more over. And again, I, I saw an article about Vince like really likes Otis, and he's like trying to push Otis. That's like a total Vince thing. That's Vince crazy. Yeah. Otis. No, that'd be cool, man. Which he's not wrong. And that's the funny thing. <laughs> and he's Otis. not. He's not. And that's something I brought up on this show once. I said... Do you think Otis will get a singles yep. push? And, and I said no. He said no, and uh, I kind of like agreed with your perspective yeah. on it. But I was also I was also like, but he's very over. Yeah. And now we might start yeah. to see the tables turn. It's and interesting, and it's not so bad. Like I thought it was gonna be. Right. I wanted. I thought heavy machinery was just a great thing, and it wouldn't be very good without yeah. Tucker. But yeah. if you go back and think about it, who made heavy machinery really? It's true. I mean, I mean who, what, why were they? cheered because right, of Otis, yeah. right? Like Tucker was good and it was a great fat it was a great tag team, but you know once how many started, people were really loving Tucker. Yeah, once you saw Otis start to blossom, it, yeah. it was too little too late for I follow him on Instagram. His Instagram is great. Yeah. Just eating meat and lifting weights. Seriously. And it's like he's just like eating yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> eating meat and lifting weights. Yeah. And he's always like put, got something on the grill. Yeah like, man. He's, he's got like, some Meals that look amazing. And he does that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mandy. <laughs> so funny. Me and my buddy always joke. You always say Mandy. Mandy. <laughs> my what do you call her? My peach. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then, bro. Okay, we'll talk about this later. Yeah. The women's money in the bank ladder matches: Baszler, Nia Jax, Oscar, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, Carmella. I have two thoughts. I'm curious. Why is Lacey Evans in this match? Why are they, like, they are pushing her so bad. It's so bad. Like, it's so bad. who has, who wants to see her, honestly? I, I feel bad, like, sh- talking shit about Lacey Evans, but, like, shoot me. Like, why are they pushing her yeah. again? No, I agree. Like, they, she beat Sasha. Why did she beat Sasha? Yeah. It's a weird thing. So, the SmackDown women's it makes me cringe, man. Just, and then the thing that they're doing with Asuka, so cringe. Yeah. She comes out every week and just screams a bunch in Japanese. When there was a crowd, it was so almost dumb. like it, it's really dumb. I, it bothered like, I mean, I just like I said, man. Other than the NXT women's division, I'm not interested in anything they got going on. And look, I want to be. I'm the biggest Becky Lynch fan ever. But unfortunately, her steam has died down. Like I want to love, I love women's wrestling, bro. I love it. I I just I just am a real. I'm realistic, and realistically, it sucks right now. They're making they're making Oscar look like a fucking idiot. Yeah, it's not cool. It's not. That's a good point. It's not cool at all. Like not in, not only is it like kind of fucking racist. Like she's just coming out and screaming in Japan right, Japanese. Right. A bunch and like looking incoherent, yeah. like it's fucked up. Like it's not cool. Like, yeah. Not only do I not want to see that anymore. Like for me personally, I'm like, give me some content with her instead of her just coming out dancing and screaming a bunch. Right. Like, 
again, it's like pretty racist. Like, yeah, that's just like what they think that the international people are supposed to do is just come out and like yell, scream a bunch in a foreign like like. It's so pointless. Like, yeah. that's, it, it's such really, a waste of talent. It's one of those things, honestly, in my opinion, they use a lot of the foreigners very, like, wrong. Like, Shinsuke's yeah. been so underutilized. Like, um, even, like, Rusev, like, they, they just don't, they, they don't get it, man. It's so dumb. They don't, it's really dumb. So, I mean, look, I think there's no doubt Shayna wins that match. What's your yeah. thoughts? You think Shayna Baszler wins yeah. that match? Yeah, I, I kind of tend to agree. Um... And again with her too, like they, like the cage fighter thing is getting so tired. Oh, like man. every time, like I posted this on our Twitter, I was like, you could make a drinking game out of every time they call Shannon Baszler a cage fighter during one of her matches. Yeah, and you'd be wasted. <laughs> like, it bothers me seriously. Yeah. Like it's just annoying to hear. Like this isn't the UFC. Like I obviously I love the UFC, but like and I love mixed martial arts, but like. It's pro wrestling. She's right. not. She's not a cage fighter anymore. Right. She's a pro wrestler. Like. Yeah, they're like. Yeah, the. It was interesting because the other day they said something like, um, "So how is this match going to be for a cage fighter?" And it's like she's a wrestler. Exactly. What are you talking about? It's not a cage fight. It's, so why does it matter? Yeah. Yeah. It was something like that. Something alluding to like the fact that she's only a cage fighter. It was weird, but. Well, and then they did like those two matches with her, with Sarah Logan, and I can't remember who it was. I think it was. I, I don't remember who it was, but. They did those two matches with her where she just came out and, like, just, like, stomped on her opponent's right, arm. Right. And then she, like, walked out and the ref, like, yeah, like, called the fight. I was like, uh, what? It's pretty cringe. Oh, the, whole, the whole thing, <laughs> yeah. man, it's... And then, I don't think... I don't think Carmella wins, obviously. I, I would say it's between Lacey Evans and Shayna Baszler. Yeah. I think the WWE is stupid enough to let Lacey Evans win that match. You're right. But I also think, you know, they could do, run it back with Baszler and um, Becky Lynch. Yeah, yeah. Also, one more thing while we're on the subject. Nia Jax's return has been a real bad look for her. It's been rough. It's been pretty rough. Because she had a squash match against Deanna Perrazzo when she first came back. And then she had two matches with um, Kyrie Sane. The second match was brutal yeah bro and they, it's not like I'm not just saying that because like I think I know wrestling or whatever I'm saying that because they literally have audio yeah of her like picking Kyrie Sane up by her neck and Kyrie Sane screaming I'm not set right and then Nia just like throwing her into the corner and oh. landing her like landing on her ass yeah like it was just a bad look like I didn't catch all of them. I'm sure there was more, but like I counted several moves that were just like really poorly executed. Yeah. Again, I'm not a perfect like I'm not a pro wrestling like expert, but like there were several times when I was like, uh, that looked wrong. <laughs> yeah, it goes back to my philosophy is like there's weight classes in amateur wrestling there's weight classes in ufc for a reason and when you have like that's the risk you run when you have big people squashing so to speak littler people is like such a higher risk for injury like i bet you that dude that wardlow needs in the face broke his effing nose like no bullshit and like i bet you that she really hurt herself it's one of those things it's like if you're gonna have squash matches like it's it's not just like you go out there and you, you do the moves and everybody's good. Like yeah. it, the truth is, you have somebody who weighs a significant amount more than another person, and when you add in momentum and, and other factors, 
it can be disastrous, and I think that's what we've seen with her, unfortunately, right now. Well, and then she did, like, that Samoan drop twice, two weeks in a row. Yeah. She did that Samoan drop on, on Kyrie Sane, and, like, Kyrie Sane's leg got, like, twisted up underneath her both times. I was like, Jesus, man. Yeah. I was like, that's yeah. not good. It's been, it's been, yeah. So, yeah, but... It's just been a rough comeback for her so far, for and sure. it's just she's getting and she's getting it. She's hearing it like she's getting roasted for it for sure. Especially after that timing with that Ronda stuff when he was yeah. she was saying Ronda hurts yeah, people. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was gonna say. Like she she really put like she really ate some crow like with that because what that was happens? literally right before or that was literally literally right after she was saying Ronda was hurting people. Yeah, and I was like, then you come out and you smash. Not a poor, good look. Poor fucking Kyrie scene. Yeah. My like my mom watches wrestling with me, but like she's obviously she's not doesn't she's not too commentary on it. But right. like she won't do too much commentary about it, like if we're watching. But we were watching that match and my mom was going, Oh my god, it's like she's really beating her up. Like, right. It doesn't look very good. Right, right. Like this girl is just getting her it looks like she's just getting hurt. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, she probably is. It does look like she's getting yeah. like so I think the worst though was obviously just you you could hear her say, "I'm not I know, set." I know. Especially she, with the no crowd, and she like, threw her anyway. Yeah, that's what bothered me was she didn't pause and like improvise. Like if someone was screaming, "I'm not set" in my face, you can pause and improvise for a second and then go like. Right. They're plenty trained enough to fill something that like he, she could have maybe dropped her for a second, given her like a little punch right. or something, and then picked her back up and went for it. But she just went for it. And, like, that tells me, like, you're just rushing. Like, it yeah. just looked like she was just... It looks like all of her matches so far since she's been back, it just looks like she's That's a good rushing. Point. Yeah. Um, so, again, she is... She is a, you know, larger-than-normal, like, woman for, you know, that, that division. Like, there aren't too many women that are right. her size. So, I can... Being a big person, I can understand, like, especially doing something like jujitsu, where right. it's a grappling tour, like, I can understand being big and kind of being a little bit clumsy, and that's one thing, with smaller people, because right, like, I roll right. with small people all the time. Yeah, yeah. So, it is difficult, obviously, but, like, you just have to take that responsibility yeah, and be yeah. like, okay, if this is what it's going to be... Like right. for instance, like at my school where I do jujitsu, we don't have a lot of bigger people. Right. So there, we don't have a lot of bigger people, and we don't have a lot of people. So eventually, I am gonna have to like roll with a 125 pound woman. Right. Which is one of our, you know, is we do have a 125 pound woman that I roll with all the mm-hmm. time. And but we also have 220 pound guys that I roll with all the time. But it's like, eventually, I'm gonna have to roll with a 125 pound woman, and yeah, like yeah. I have to be aware of that and know like what's going on with that right. so yeah that was brutal yeah man I felt so bad for Kyrie Zane. I know like, I was, I, especially she, two weeks in a row yeah I was gonna right. say when she came out the second week I was like again <laughs> man so yeah but, yeah not a good look for Naya for sure no I was excited when she came back but I was like I know I was I know. like damn dude like, that was brutal so anyways but so those are the two Money in the Bank matches. I agree with you. I think it's either Shane. I think it's gonna probably be Shayna. But I could see the. I could see. Yeah. Them 
trying to do Lacey Evans. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. I wouldn't rule it out. Um, and then the, uh, the so the rest of the matches are just tag. Oh no, sorry. One tag tag team match, which is going to be New Day, Miz and Morrison, and the forgot Forgotten Sons and Lucha House Party. Is that for the titles? Yeah. Interesting. Forgotten Sons are good. They are good. They're new, but they're yeah. good. I don't think they get. I don't think they put the titles on them just yeah. yet. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so either. I think. Wh- wh- what's your project- prediction there? I think they give him back to Miz and Morrison. Do you? Yeah. Because I think they didn't really want to take him off Miz and Morrison. Yeah. Um, I think the situation probably with Miz. Right, um, right. Just like not knowing maybe if he was gonna. Yeah. Yeah. And now that I think I think they put him back on Miz and Morrison. Um. You think yeah. it's it's you think it's Kofi's fault and Biggie gets pissed and Biggie he'll turn cool. finally that'd be sweet that would be I cool. could buy that I'll that'd subscribe to that it would be weird the new day breaking up because I heard in the past that um I heard in the past that if Kofi had said if they break up the new day he's gone that's probably why they've that the rid, ridden that three years too long yeah. I mean they have a podcast together look I get it yeah. but like that's so unprofessional well, like yeah. fuck you Kofi yeah. honestly like yeah. go to hell like yeah. that's such a stupid thing like, that's just a rumor though I honestly don't even know if that's anything yeah it, it might not be that. I could definitely see it being true but if it is like that's that's selfish yeah. that's very selfish yeah. like yeah, I get it right. you're best friends but like it's business and and if you know anything about this company they don't know you shit so exactly <laughs> and and they trust me Kofi they don't care about you yeah. because you lost in four seconds yeah. but anyway but um so yeah I think they put him back on Miz and Morrison like as much as yeah. I, I like them I like that tag team I probably though. agree with you honestly I haven't looked into it too much I like Morrison uh, I'd say Lucha House Party gets the title no I'm just kidding Ooh, <laughs> I'm kidding that'd be cool that would be cool Lucha House Party they're very talented yeah. that'd be cool that would be cool to see something unexpected happen yeah there. um and then Bailey Tamina. Um, Bailey obviously wins. Bailey, yeah. <laughs> Bailey obviously wins. I don't even know what's going on with that. That's the another, Tamina thing's interesting. Yeah, that's just another like throwaway story. Yeah. I feel like again, like until I mean, let's be real. Like until they bring the Bailey Sasha thing out. Yeah, there's nothing. For there's nothing for that division. Exactly. Or there's nothing bro. for that title. And then yeah, that's you're right. Because Tamina, because Bailey. You can see it brewing, but it's just like, all right, come on, get on know, with it already. Right. Because basically, I mean, obviously, Bailey threw Sasha into that match with Tamina. Right. So, like, right. against basically, you know, more or less against Sasha's will. Like, right. Bailey basically volunteered Sasha to for the match. If Tamina won, she got a shot at the title. Yeah. So it's like you can see it brewing, but it's like, come on, like let's just get on with this thing. Yeah. Which again, we spoke about this earlier. They could have done that at WrestleMania, where Bailey kind of and Sasha kind of, you know, jock for position in the match. Right. And something right. happens where they turn on each other. And at that point, like you thought it was gonna happen, but now it's just inevitable. So it's just like it needs to just happen already. They could have done it so much sooner. Yeah. Anyway, it's gonna happen, I think. But I think this Tamina thing is just like. A pause on yeah, it until yeah. they can fully develop the storyline. I don't think I've ever seen her do a move other than a super kick. <laughs> <laughs> or like, yeah. I watched the um, or a Samoan backdrop or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I watched the Dark Side of the Ring episode about her dad. If you don't know, Jimmy uh, Tamina's dad is Jimmy Snuka, Superfly. Um, he like straight murdered a woman. I know, it's <laughs> fucking crazy. and it's like, I mean, it's not funny, but like he straight murdered somebody and like got away with it yeah the evidence he's in jail now though right he's dead or something. Now. Well, he passed away oh, oh did he? he passed away 
but he got convicted of murder, like, n- like all these years later, like in 2017. Dude, that's crazy. But I think, so he got convicted, but he was real sick, and um, the judge determined that he wasn't well enough to, like, stand trial. Huh. So he ended up getting, he ended up getting convicted of murder, but he passed away. Yeah. So, like, he passed away, like, shortly after. But, yeah, I mean, so it's pretty bad. Yeah. Like, Vince... Kind of, I don't know what Vince did, but Vince took care of that. Damn. It was, it was crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. That's been a good show so far this season. Um, they did New Jack, who was an ECW guy, who was like fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. And then they did, they did Dino Bravo, who was a Canadian wrestler who got, who was killed. They're all very dark, obviously, because yeah, dark. dark side of the ring. Right. But, and then, the, obviously, the Benoit... And then Owen Hart's coming up. Um, so that's a good. That's been a good show. That's been really good so far. Um, <clears throat> and then Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt for the Universal Championship. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Uh, so this is something to be surprising people who are listening, but um, Bray Wyatt's the underdog. Is he? Yeah. Huh, Which cool. is very surprising. I hammered it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's cool that they're kind of bringing that storyline up. It is cool. Just because Braun and obviously came up in the Wyatt family. Right, right. So, it's interesting. I wonder I wonder if they put the title back on Bray Wyatt. I, I think, think they, they do. do. I think they do. I think that the only reason they took it off him is because that story about Goldberg being mm-hmm. a piece of shit and not wanting to have a bad image. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they want to put the title back on Bray for maybe the inevitable Roman Reigns that they wanted to set up originally, but I do think they put it back on Bray. What's your thoughts there? Um, I think they put it back on Bray, and I hope that they put it back on Bray because a Braun Strowman Roman Reigns feud for a title would just be yeah. insufferable. Yeah. <laughs> no, really. I can't see myself watching that, really? that situation happen. Yeah. It's one of those things I look at in the first place. Bray should have never lost it, and he shouldn't lose it for another six months. He should be a dominant champion for a very long time. Yeah, especially because I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I think that the Fiend Bray Wyatt thing is probably one of the best yeah. gimmicks they've had. And guess why? Because he years. created it, yeah. not some BS creator and, or Vince McMahon. And he's great. Yeah, I mean, he plays it so well. Yeah, yeah. it's the best. It's one of the best. Storylines they've come up with in decades, maybe. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what you guys think, but I'm just, like, a huge fan of the Fiend Bray Wyatt thing. Just, like, how creepy it is, like, how well he plays it. Yep. It's so good. He just man. does it so well. It's good content every week with him. And, like, it's just a mind fuck. Like, you think it's so weird. It's, like, it's so weird, but you're like, okay, this, like, the Firefly Funhouse match, you're like, this is so weird. This yeah. is so cool. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, and originally when they started doing the Firefly Funhouse, I same thing. I was like, "What in the fuck was right, that?" Right. And I told my friends, like, a couple. I have a friend that I work with who's a big pro wrestling fan. I'm gonna try and get him on the podcast because he knows yeah. the shit for sure. And um, I was talking to him, and he was like, um, "We we were both like, okay, I don't know what the fuck's going on with this like Firefly Funhouse thing, but when this thing debuts, like when he debuts, it's gonna be awesome." Yeah. Because the Firefly Funhouse buildup was, was awesome. Amazing, yeah. Because it got a little bit weirder every week. Like, the first week, it was just kind of like a straight Mr. Rogers, and you were like, what in the right, hell? Right, right. And then it started, 
like he started ticking like he yeah was, like, yeah and like the screen would get blurry for a second and then he'd like kind of lose focus and then like like the way that they built that thing up was so crazy yeah and every week you were like what is happening and then eventually we were like okay when he debuts it is gonna be so yeah. sick yeah so yeah i just think it's the best thing that they've come up with in a really but, long but time. here's my thing with that is like I don't think they necessarily came up with it, right? Or, I think I mean But that's I think the put on TV. That's I think the like the interesting thing is like it's so clear that the best thing they have going for them they is something even, that yeah. they didn't even do. It's like you gotta give people more they won't. Yeah. But like yeah. it's just interesting. But I think you're right, man. It's the best thing they've had going for them for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Side note, and I told you this. One of the people that they furloughed was um one of the people that they furloughed was his dad. Oh, that's right. Um, Rotunda Wyndham, or I think his name is Wyndham Rotunda. Uh, Bray's real name is Wyndham Rotunda, and his dad's name is Mike Rotunda. <laughs> and his dad, Mike Rotunda, used to play a character named IRS. Erwin mm. <laughs> R. Scheister was his name. I R. They used to call him IRS oh. for short. And um. He was like a tax guy, like IRS. He like he like had a he would wear like suspenders and like a white shirt with a red tie and like slick his hair back and he'd come out with a folder and they called him IRS. Uh-huh. And he got so the day that they cut and furloughed and released all those people was tax day. Damn. <laughs> so I thought that was fucking oh hilarious. That IRS or the guy who used to be IRS, wow. also known as Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas's dad, That's got, wild. got released on tax day. That's crazy. <laughs> that, that was funny. But anyway, yeah, I hope they put the title back on Bray, though. But don't get me wrong, like, Braun's good. I like Braun. But that Bra- uh, Goldberg thing. Yeah. Was that was anything to get the title off of Goldberg. Right. I don't give a yeah. shit what happens. Yeah. Just take someone take it off exactly. him. Exactly. So. Um, and then the WWE Championship will be McIntyre and Rollins. So, uh, I don't really know what to think about that. I just don't like that they're going to make Rollins lose twice. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, I, I, I haven't given think, it too much thought, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. I just that they're like, there's no way they take it off Drew. Yeah, yeah, no way. Well, because when you have the when you have the Brock Lesnar thing. You have Paul Heyman coming out with him every week, ever whenever he was there. Right, right. Paul Heyman adds a dynamic to the situation. Yeah. With whoever is challenging for the title, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Drew McIntyre, but I just don't. I mean, like. Yeah. He's just kind of boring. Yeah, it doesn't you know? do it for me. I mean, I I heard a rumor that they could potentially be setting up like Murphy versus Rollins. Um, and maybe have Murphy like a- a- accidentally like screw Rollins and have McIntyre beat him. Yeah. I could I would, I could buy that okay. if they start calling him Buddy Murphy again. I hate the Murphy thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they yeah. love doing that. They love shortening people's names. But anyway, um, they've got to they've got to add something like for like again like you said McIntyre just doesn't do it for me. Like there's nothing yeah. about him that I want to see. Yeah. So that's like a problem for me. Especially without a crowd. Yeah. Especially without a crowd. It'd be yeah. interesting to see if they were booing or cheering yeah, him right now. Platform. It'd be really yeah. interesting, yeah. Yeah, so so you think Mer- you think that McIntyre wins that match? I think McIntyre wins. I don't think it's necessarily like a clean win though. Yeah. I think like somehow Murphy will get involved or like maybe Seth will get DQ'd. Like I don't I can't see it being clean necessarily. 
if AJ Styles wins Money in the Bank, does he cash in? I'm gonna say no. No. I'm gonna say it'd be smart to not have no. him cash in because wait till there's a crowd. Wait till there's a crowd, <laughs> and also have him build up. Like, yeah. Give him some relevance for a while. Have him have six months to build his up his Money in the Bank for. Yeah, I always like. I always. I always like when they hold the be- the briefcase for a while. Me too. Me too. Because well, I can't even remember the last time somebody cashed in that night. Other than Bailey. Was yeah. Which. Which, I that, but. but like as far as men doing mm-hmm. it, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't think he does either. Yeah. If AJ Styles, you think it. Drew wins though, or you think Seth wins? Um, I think Drew wins. Uh, I like you said though. I don't want to see Seth lose again. Yeah, not at least unless not unless they're building a feud and he eventually is going to take it off. Exactly. Him, so. Exactly. Which they probably are. So. Yeah. True. And then, <clears throat> which means Seth stays a heel, which didn't he say he doesn't like being a heel? Yeah, but fuck what he likes, dude. <laughs> He's better as a heel. All right, Vince. <laughs> Jeez. Fuck what he likes. It's good shit. That's um, shit. Uh, no, I mean, like, I don't I don't know. Am I no. taking crazy pills or does Seth Rollins do way better as a heel? No, he's a much better heel. Thank you. Okay, good. <laughs> he's a much better heel. Okay, good. Like, I, I yeah. he's so good as a heel. It's not even like he's, it's close. Like, he's yeah. way better as a heel. Yeah. yeah. He's much better as yeah. a heel. That's fine. So, yep. So, this will be interesting. Yeah, For real. sure. Just because yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see as this, obviously, as WWE and AEW and all the, other promotions out there continue to be more creative. You know, it's just interesting to see how they're gonna pull these things yeah. off. Like just like we were interested to see how they're gonna pull off. Exactly, you know? exactly. It'll be I'm just super as interested to see how they're gonna pull off double or nothing. Yep. I'm interested to see how they're gonna pull off money in the bank. It'll be it'll be Which sucks because we could yeah. we were gonna potentially be there because it was supposed to be in Baltimore. I know, I know. So, we would have been we would have been there. That's yeah. a bummer. Yeah. Um and it would have been a better show, frankly. Yeah. But and we were, like Money in the Bank and Bobby. I know. I told my buddy about that last night. We were jamming, listening so to mad. Jericho. I was like, "Dude, he was coming to town." Yeah. So apparently, it's rescheduled though. That's good. So Fozzy guys, for those of you out there who don't know Chris Jericho's band, Fozzy, they're great, and they are coming to Baltimore at some point. Their all their tour dates have been rescheduled, but yeah. obviously. So at some point, they're coming to Baltimore. So, but we were gonna do. So we went to Raw, and then we were gonna do. Money in the Bank probably both this week yeah. and then Fo- I then made like a whole plan. I was oh like, yeah, right, Money in the Bank and then Fozzie. Yeah, that works. <laughs> and then I think AEW is gonna supposed to be coming in August. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, so if that's still if that's still on, I'm definitely going. Yeah, because I haven't. I mean, obviously I've seen the WWE show, but I haven't seen. Uh, I won't miss AEW coming here for the world, even if it's in Philly. I'll mm-hmm. like I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll go. Oh, that's what it was. It was Philly. Yeah, regardless, yeah. like even if it's within two hours, yeah. like I gotta go to AEW. Yeah, Philly's not far. I have a friend who went to the uh, was it was it the um, was it the first episode of Dynamite or was it their first pay per view? One of the two. It was yeah. in DC. Uh, one. Of, I think um the first pay per view for AEW was in Baltimore. I think. Um, it was in DC. I don't know what event it was, but it was in there was one in DC though that my friend went to. Um, I think the oh no no it was the the first pay per view was in Baltimore, uh-huh. and I think the first episode was in DC. Dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. The first dynamite was in my DC. because my friend was like it was the most like electric like turned up crowd yeah. I've ever been in, 
And she's been to a lot of wrestling. And it's so interesting because, like, if you're going to AEW, it's because you absolutely love wrestling. A lot of times what happens with the with people who go to WWE events is because, like, hey, WWE's in town. Like, my work got me tickets. You guys yeah. want to go? It's something like that. A lot of times it's not people who are genuinely interested. Like, if you're going to AEW, it means you love wrestling yeah. and you love it. Have you ever seen the guy in the green shirt that sits in the front row at every pay-per-view? No. It's funny. No way. <laughs> she pointed that out to me. We were watching, we were watching something in AEW, and she was like, see that guy in the front row? I'm like, the other guy in the green shirt? She's like... He's at every pay per view. I'm like, no, no shit. That's, <laughs> that's crazy. Awesome. I'm like, that guy's legit. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so, anyways, but yeah. So, anything else going on? Impact brought back Ken Shamrock, which was fucking weird. That whole him versus um, <laughs> Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan was. I mean, it could have been worse. Like, I, I watched it, but it. I mean, it is interesting. Like. When they bring back old guys, yeah. I don't really... Ken Shamrock just looks so old. I know. That was one of, dude, that was one of the things... Okay, one more interesting story from JR's book, and then I'll stop talking about it so people can actually see <laughs> it for themselves. He was saying that they were, like, going to push the hell out of Ken Shamrock. When he was in mm. WWE back in the day, like, during the Attitude Era, yeah. he was like, they were going to... Like, they wanted... Jim Ross said he thought Ken Shamrock could be... A could be one of the biggest stars in the company that, that one yeah. of the biggest stars the company has ever had, and B they wanted to push him hard, but he kept not showing up. Whoa! Like he was like not showing up for shows. Yeah. And Jim Ross was the head of talent relations, so he had to like have he had to call eventually had to fire him, but Damn. like he kept calling. He would like call him and be like, "Dude, you gotta show up. Like you signed a contract." Because Ken Shamrock was like legit not showing That's up. That's crazy. Yeah. Interesting. It would have been interesting yeah. to see if he was a big yeah. star. So I don't know if he would have been the biggest star in the company yeah. I've ever seen, but they they definitely could have pushed him. He did have potential, but yeah. if, they, if they gave him a push, but yeah, anyways, but yeah. So yeah, anything else? I'm trying to think. I don't know. I definitely want to next week talk about um, where we think people are gonna land. That'll yeah. be interesting yeah. if you want to do that, and then. But yeah, guys, check us out on all streaming platforms. Um, our Instagram. I don't want to brag, but our Twitter is pretty hilarious. Our Twitter is pretty lit. <laughs> our Twitter is lit. Check out our Twitter. So I Instagram, we're getting back on it yeah. again. But yeah. I, I live tweet during... I, I try and live tweet during almost every show, and I just... You know, I don't want to brag, but... Where can they find us on Twitter <laughs> and IG and Facebook? So Turning Face Pod on Instagram and Twitter... Turning Face Podcast on Facebook. Mm, that's and it. And then Turning Face Podcast on all streaming platforms. Yep. And check out the YouTube clips. We're going to chop this up. We'll make some sweet clips. Yeah. This, um, this we'll, we'll drop this tomorrow. But yeah. yeah. Um, check it out, guys. Thank you again. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, everybody stay safe out there, man. We're, we'll get through this. We're just trying to, you know, do the best we can with what we have for now, which yep. is, I think, what everybody's doing. So stay safe out there, guys. We appreciate it. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Turn your face. Peace out.